0: Oh, hey, thanks for being here for part three of three of our super exciting, super important, hello, very relevant. Mini series that is called Bringing Your Student Relationships to New Levels. Over the course of the past few weeks, we have really looked at what are things that we can do as teachers, whether we are in a virtual classroom, an in person classroom, a hybrid classroom, what are things that we can do to truly connect with kids on a social and emotional level, and here we are. I'm kind of sad. Part three of three is the focus of today's episode, and I know you're going to love it. But before we get into the very last part, I wanted to share a quick five-star review from the Apple Podcast app. It was left very simply with the title of Awesome Thank you, Monica. Most of the time it sounds like you are in my head and in my classroom. This is so relatable to my teaching life. Thank you for helping me to make each day awesome. Thank you, listener of the week for making this podcast what it is truly. The reason that I do this is because I love being a teacher. I love living this teacher life. I love helping and supporting fellow educators who are passionate about what they do. And so thank you for leaving those written reviews on the app that you're listening on. It makes such a huge difference. And so at the end of this episode, if you haven't yet, if you keep listening thinking, yeah, I need to do that, I'll do that, come on, let's make it happen. At the end of today's episode, it is a special one. Part three of three of bringing your student relationships to new levels. Let's go. There is awesome in every single school day. The big question, how can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. often say save the best for last. And in this three-part series, I think that is probably true. I I love all three pillars of building relationships. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, episode 1, part 1 of this was about camaraderie. Oh my gosh, such a fun episode. If you haven't listened, go back Part two of the series was about communication and what a fun creative idea we gave in that episode and here we are, final pillar, pillar number three, it's compassion. Now when I say save the best for last, I think all three are truly like so important, but I think this is the one that just boom, it makes everything come together, Without camaraderie in the classroom, without effective communication in the classroom, I don't really know if we can make compassion happen. And so compassion, another way to say it, is getting kids loving. And I don't mean that in like this sappy, like sentimental kind of way. But when we look at the definition of compassion, it's all about caring about others, treating them with kindness, and feeling a strong desire to help people in need. And when we look at that definition and we compare it to what should be happening in all classrooms, regardless of whether it's a digital or in-person classroom, don't we care about our students? Don't we want our students to care about each other? Don't we want everyone in a classroom community to treat each other with kindness Don't we want there to be this feeling of a strong desire to help those who are in need? Whether they need help with an assignment, whether they need help with just something that they are trying to cope with in this crazy time, like compassion is a heart thing. It's about getting everyone who is involved in a school community to just feel that love. And I think now has to be the time that if we aren't creating compassionate classrooms, if we're not digging into this in a social and emotional way, like this is truly the point at which we have to ask ourselves, like what are we waiting for? Like this needs to happen and I truly think that it can. I think compassion is all about creating empathy in action. But the big question is, like, what does that look like? What does that sound like? How can we create empathetic students? How can we create compassionate students? And the best way that I know how to say, this is when you know it's happening. This is when you can prove it's happening is truly by giving you examples of things that I've heard and seen in my own classroom. And I think when you hear about these your heart is going to explode with happiness and you're going to start seeing, oh my gosh, that is happening in my classroom as well. So I'm currently in person teaching. at the t- I should say at the time of this recording, I'm in person teaching. Am I tomorrow? I hope so. But as we know, you never really do know right now. But as of right now, I am teaching in person and I actually teach in a really old kind of historic building and I teach on the third floor. So you have to actually take quite a few steps like little literally stairs to get to my tiny sweet little classroom that I have that I truly do love. And the other day uh I had my freshman class come in and uh Uh, A student came in and they're like, oh my gosh, Miss Jenta, I have to tell you what just happened. And I was like, okay, tell me what happened. And they're like, I was walking up the steps at the same time as a seventh grader. And I said, okay. And they're like, but don't worry, we weren't too close. We were socially distanced. And I said, okay, great. All right, I said, is everything okay? And they said, well, I saw a seventh grader fall and he looked really, really embarrassed. And his face got really red. Like I could tell through his mask that he was really embarrassed. And I looked at him and I said, Oh my gosh, don't worry. Nobody just saw that. You're totally fine. Like you played it off well. And I thought, okay. To me, that's not that big of a deal, right? Like, falling up the steps, it happens. We trip over our own feet. Like, that's not that big of a deal for us as adults. We can kind of just, like, laugh it off. But for a seventh grader, when there are high school kids around, oh my gosh, obviously a huge deal. Like, you lose cool points when that happens. And what I love about it is, My high school kid recognized that and turned to the kid and said, Don't even worry about it. Like nobody saw it. Like when you watch a movie, you would think that that is a perfect opportunity for like one of those high school dramatic scenes where it's like everybody turns and everyone laughs and it's this whole big thing that scars the kid for life. I love that in a real world situation, that that high schooler, the older, hopefully more mature student, looked at the kid and reacted in that way. What was that an example of? Compassion. It's a small example, but I think it's a perfect example of those little things that make a huge difference. That made a difference to the seventh grader, and that is compassion. That is kids loving on each other. A complete flip side of that happened not too long ago as well it was involving two girls and there's this like girl code where if you've got like food on your face you tell the other girl like girl you got food on your face get that sloppy saint joseph off your mouth right there's also this girl code like if your clothes aren't quite positioned right like you got to tell somebody about that your fly's undone or like your mask is on upside down and it was so interesting because one of my middle school kids came to me and said, "Miss Gentile, I'm like I'm really I'm really concerned." And when I saw that on her face and I heard her voice, I thought, "Oh boy, what's happening?" And she's like, "Like I just saw like a girl in the hallway and her pants were ripped, and I don't think that she knows." And I was like, okay. She's like, but I didn't know her name and I didn't want to make it a big deal. And I didn't really know how to say it. But like, I knew I could come to you and you could like help me with this. So like, what do you think I should do? And I thought, again, probably not that big of a deal. In fact, like the girl might even know that her pants are split. And so I was like, okay, so where, like, where is it split? And She's like, right in the behind, like right on her butt. And I said, okay, all right, so maybe this is actually a big deal. And she's like, but I just, I didn't want to make it a huge deal. I didn't want to, like, embarrass her, and I also have no idea what her name is. Again, I thought, this is so awesome. This is a sign of compassion that one of my younger students wants to help one of the older students. This is a big deal to so many kids, right? In fact, I guess, really, if my pants were split literally in the butt, I would want somebody to tell me about this And I loved that my classroom was the place where they said, help me with this. I knew you would know what to do, Ms. Genta, so I came to you. And I think that is incredible. And so the reflective question here is like, is yours the classroom? Are you the person? Are you the trusted adult where kids can turn to to say like, I want to help. They need support. They need love. Can you help me through this? Again, it's not even about the pants. It's about people. It's about showing kids that we want to do good for each other. We want to help each other out. These examples and these stories are things that we can do to simply show kids that it's not just about curriculum. It's not just about Google Classroom. It's not just about having your camera on. It's not just about turning your microphone on. It's about coming together and saying yo we need to help each other out and we can do that by just showing love I have loved this three-part series and I don't want it to end. We're gonna hop back into the episode in a second and we're gonna close this off with a few other examples of how you can have a compassionate classroom. But Before we do that, I want you to know that this doesn't have to end. I know that the audio version of this has been incredible, but if you want videos, if you want ideas, if you want face-to-face interactions, live presentations on how you can build ridiculously strong relationships with your students, then let's keep it going. Starting December 1st, which is so close, right? It's, it's heading our way. I am starting a 21-day online course that is so fun, so flexible. And if you think this three part series has been good, oh my gosh, you are going to freak out when you see these videos and you hear these examples and you hear about the activities and the lessons that I'm using in my own classroom with my own students that I want you to use with your students in your classroom to create those rooted relationships. Registration is open still, but only for a short period of time more. You can go to monicagenta.com courses to get signed up. I want to continue this fun. The video series that is included in this really affordable online course are some of my favorite videos that I've ever created not to mention this is really really flexible you want to have a glass of wine while you watch these videos you go for it you want to do it in your pjs in your home on a saturday evening or a sunday morning or whenever you guys this course is made for flexibility for fun for you to equip you with ideas that you would have thought oh my gosh I would have never come up with that and it is totally going to be a game changer for relationships. Head over to monicagenta.com slash courses to get signed up. I want to do life with you and your students for the month of December. Let's go. I have a few other just stories, short stories that really bring home this idea of compassion in the classroom. Right now we are having this like heat wave where I live. It's the craziest thing. It's like 76 degrees outside. So we have a lot of kids riding their bicycles again. And one of my students is a bike rider. I swear to goodness if it's at least 30 degrees. And so he's been riding his bike a whole bunch, but unfortunately is now in COVID quarantine. And it was really interesting because the other day I saw another one of my students taking that bike off the bike rack. And I was like, I didn't know you were a bike rider. And he's like, I'm not. This is so-and-so's bike. And I was like, how is their bike here? They're in quarantine. He's like, yeah, that's the thing. On the day that he had to leave school, he wasn't able to ride his bike home, and it's just been sitting on the bike rack. And, Ms. I noticed that there's not a chain on it. There's no lock on it. And I'm really worried that somebody's going to steal his bike. So I just thought that today, instead of walking home, I would bring his bike home, and that way he could put it in his garage and it would be safe. Now, on the surface, that's a super sweet story, right? Like, that's a great story. Like, a friend looking out for a friend. But what if I told you that these two classmates don't like each other at all? They don't have a friendship. In fact, they've had a lot of conflict throughout the year. And when I heard him say that, I thought, oh my gosh, is he stealing his bike? And so there was just something in my heart and head that just didn't make sense. And so I said... Hey, man, are you sure, like, that this isn't shady? I mean, straight up, I was like, I was kind of calling the kid out. Like, are you really returning his bike? And he's like, listen, Mishanta, I know we've had beef. But I also know that this kid's really going through a hard time. And, like, I know that this bike is important to him. So I'm putting that aside, and I just want to bring his bike back. And I already talked to his stepdad, and he already knows I'm coming. And I thought, whoa, this kid's legit. Like he really is doing the heart thing. He really is loving into a student who has not been kind to him. And that is compassion. Compassion is doing the right thing, doing the love thing, doing the heart thing. Even when you don't want to. Even when it's easier to be like, bro, I'm stealing your bike. That is what happens Only when we focus on super strong relationships. When there is that camaraderie and kids are laughing and having a good time with each other. And that camaraderie that we talked about in episode one then builds into proper communication. Kids talking through things in a way that proves like we're going to get through this. And that communication lends itself to compassion. When these kids are saying, "Listen, I'm gonna set everything aside and I'm just going to love on my peers," and what's really cool about it is, I have one other example that I think we underemphasize in the teacher community, and it's bringing relationships from teacher to teacher to another level. Right now, it is hard. The holidays are kind of coming, but it feels like they're not coming fast enough. We need a teacher break. We need more than just a weekend to recoup. And we understand that when we are feeling our greatest as teachers, we can impact our students the most. And a few weeks ago, I walked into my classroom. And the students saw my face and they said, Ms. you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm just having a hard time. I'm just really struggling because this is hard and I want everything to go back to normal just like you guys do. And I got a little bit of like emotional with the kids and they said, man, teachers don't get paid enough. And I'm like, preach that noise. But I said, you guys, we don't do it for the money. And a kid jokingly said, yeah, you do it for all the treats in the teacher's lounge. I thought that was absolutely hilarious but right now we can't really have treats in the teacher's lounge. And so I said to the kids, yeah, we can't really have like, you know, when we all get together and we all eat Jimmy John's together or we all do like a massive potluck. I said, right now, everything has to be individually wrapped. And I said, it's just, it's harder. It's harder to show other teachers how much we care about each other it's hard to build relationships when they're saying hey don't spend too much time with fellow teachers because like we can't have you all quarantining like you know be careful out there and as I expressed this to the students they said wait let's do something to cheer up other teachers And they came up with this huge extravagant idea. And I'm probably going to share this in a future episode. It's like too much for just one short story. But let me sum it up for you. The kids said, let's do something to make teachers happy. Let's surprise them. Let's figure out a way that we can, you know, knock on their doors and say, hey, sorry to interrupt, but we just wanted to drop by your room real quick hand you this treat or hand you this treasure and say, we appreciate you. It's not teacher appreciation month, but we appreciate you. And I loved the idea. And I love that students came up with it. That the teacher to student relationship was strong enough to say, hey, let's have teachers connect with teachers via student relationships. That was super cool. And so guys, I think this compassion well, it is awfully complicated, it is super simple. And it's all about making sure that like, what is important in the hearts of students is important to us. It's all about saying, hey, what's going on in your head and what's going on in your heart is something that we want to focus on. It's something that we wanna talk about. And here's the thing, I understand that compassion and getting on a heart level can be hard. So my question to you, is, and it it might be a hard question, but it's how comfortable are you with getting uncomfortable? How comfortable are you with digging a little bit deeper and saying, hey, I, I don't wanna just laugh with you. I don't wanna just learn with you. I wanna love on you as people. I understand that it might not be something that comes naturally to a lot of us as teachers. But what's really cool is we have this big, beautiful opportunity to show kids that they don't have to fear feelings, that they can get emotional with us, that they can dive into things that are going on at home that are hard, that they can talk about the stress that they're experiencing in school. I want kids to know that those three pillars of teaching come together to say, hey, I care about you as a person. And the most important thing about this profession are the relationships that I am building with you on an everyday basis. I really hope that this three-part series has been a boost that you have needed for the past three weeks. And if maybe you're like, well, dang, I need to go back and listen to the other episodes. Maybe you're listening to all three of them today. You literally binged all three episodes, part one, part two, part three, and you're like... Whoa, this has been awesome. Thank you for listening. Guys, I 100% mean it when I say it, that the most important thing always, but especially right now, is making sure that we are connected with kids on a social and emotional level. SEL is not a buzzword. SEL is not something that just creeps in when there's a pandemic. The social and emotional learning of our students is literally the thing that causes everything else to fall into place so we can be the most dynamic teachers that we can possibly be in our curricular areas. I want you to know that I love building relationships with you guys on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. If we haven't personally connected ever or maybe just in a while, shoot me a DM. I want to talk with you about what's going on in your teacher life. And I want to thank you, as I always do in every episode, I want to thank you for living this teacher life.